Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Shaking and Crying for this March 1st of 2019. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Aria Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me desperately trying not to dissolve into a fit of hot coughing fits while we're recording this thing. At least you sound better today than you did yesterday. Yeah, I I do sound better today. I still have like really bad... um, uh, really bad congestion, and my cough sounds like a fucking Canadian goose. But uh, I'm going to try my best to hit the mute button whenever I feel a, a, an attack coming on. Well, you know what else you have is something I want to start off our show talking about tonight, and that is big dick energy. Or oh B- yeah, I do have that. Yes, big dick energy or BDE for short. That's um that's our very important topic of the week. Now, uh, for the kids that don't know what big dick energy is, Miss Snark, could you explain like what that is? I mean, it's basically um just this, this energy you can feel when somebody enters the room where like they have a giant dick, but they don't feel the need to tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know they're packing or like they just got this like I don't give a fuck kind of attitude and we saw that uh this past weekend with billy porter at the oscars in that fabulous tuxedo gown designed by the one and only mr christian siriano that was fantastic and something that not a lot of people i think could like actually get away with irl like i'm not sure i could wear that like i just don't resonate the same bde that billy porter does I mean, maybe I would if I was wearing that and maybe lost like 30 pounds, but you know. I mean, that's the beauty about BDE is like, you don't have Mm -hmm. to, um, you don't have to be, you know, super skinny. As long as you exude that confidence, you know, like then you, that's like, that's when you know, oh, that's a big dick energy right there. I guess, I guess there's been a lot of instances where I've been hosting Rocky. When I play Frankenfurter, I think there's a lot of, BDE when you play Frankenfurter. I mean, you have to, because if you don't have BDE while you're playing Frankenfurter, I don't know what Mm -hmm. is. Also, hold on, pause. Speaking of Rocky, and I know you have an entirely different show dedicated to this, but I watched the fucking first episode of Drag Race last night, and it really irritated the shit out of me that Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganache tried to say that the fucking attitude check was her thing when we've been doing Mm -hmm. that shit at Rocky for fucking decades. No, ma'am. Yeah, that I I really am rooting for Silky in many ways, but that was uh, that was not a good look. And if I ever meet her in person, I'm going to simply go to her and say hormone check. And if she she doesn't say, fuck me, then I'm going to be very upset. She won't know what to do. Or priority check, fuck me first. What else have you heard of? America check, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. See, there's a lot of, yeah. Is that, so yeah. uh, No, I think that's a totally appropriate conversation to bring up here because I would be really pissed if the next time I host Rocky Horror and I get up there and go, attitude check, somebody goes, oh, you stole that from Silky. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I will show my BDE. Oh, yeah. And if somebody in the audience goes, fuck you, bitch, I'm going to be like, you're a virgin. I know you've never been to Rocky Horror because we right? you added a word. You added a word we don't say. Yeah. Anyway. Also, I'm not rooting for her because I found her to be very annoying. But anyway, yeah. like, that's a different, that's a, that's a conversation for an entirely different show. There, there might be a, uh, there might be a story arc that redeems her. I don't know. We'll see. I just want a big girl to win really bad. Me too. But it's like. Who's mm-hmm. not Eureka. Not Eureka. Yeah. Not Eureka. Because fuck Eureka. Anyway. Sorry. I don't like yes. her. 
you're right. There's a whole other show dedicated to Drag Race, but this this is a show dedicated to BDE. And I think it's important to say that, you know, when we talk about big dicks, like we're not talking about like a physical trait. Like the year is 2019 and gender is merely a suggestion. So anybody yeah. can have, you, anyone can have BDE regardless of actual biological traits and what have you. Um, my my uh, my favorite thing about this whole Billy Porter thing is his mm-hmm. response and what he says uh, to the critics. He was like, "You don't have to look." Like, yes, bitch. But did you see that GIF? And I say GIF, and if you say GIF, um, you could be wrong. No, it's GIF. Um, <laughs> if uh, when I see that GIF, did you see that GIF of Glenn Close seeing Billy Porter for the first time? Yeah, when she's and just she like, just, yes. she has what could best be described as a moment. There's really, I mean, she also, she also exuded some big dick energy in that gold teeth gown. That's true. That's very um, true. But, uh, Billy Porter, um, also, so he says, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. You don't have to look. It's not about you. I don't understand what people or I don't understand why my putting on a dress causes this much strife in your life. The comments are not my business. What people think about what I'm doing is not my business. I live that already. I'm inside my of my authenticity and the whole point is that you don't have to you have to respect me as much as I respect you. So like Billy Porter is proving once and again that the sex is in the heel, reliving his days as the original Lola from Kinky Boots on Broadway. Yes, bitch, work it out. I have to admit I'm not very familiar with Billy Porter's work cuz I don't I haven't really followed that show on Broadway. I have yet to see Pose. I know bad gay, but I haven't seen it either and I really want to. There's very few cable shows I do stay on top of. Um even Drag Race, I said this season I'm not watching Untucked. I said 2 hours of Drag Race is too much. And Untucked last season was like mostly filler. I mean I didn't were- watch I stopped watching it once they switched the new format. There were a couple good moments with Vixen. Anyway, oh look, I'm I'm degrading into drag race talk again but it's important i i don't even watch that it's very little cable tv i i have time for these days yeah um but i do want to i i've i've received the memo loud and clear that pose is like mandatory television speaking of mandatory television miss snark Mm -hmm. last week on this television program excuse me radio program that we're doing here uh, (laughs) on our podcast you gave me a homework assignment to watch a Netflix documentary, which yes. apparently only had a, me- a Metacritic score of like 62, but you maybe well, they're, entitled, anyway. they're entitled to their wrong opinions, but okay. It, it's called abducted in plain sight. Yes. And girl, like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to ruin it. Like, I feel like to, to discuss the film accurately, I would have to ruin it. Yes. Yeah. It is about a kidnapping, but it's like the layers, the it layers, is so much more than that. The layers start to peel back and it's a great, like, I honestly feel like I was pranked by Victoria. Like this is a way to get me to like send you messages every 90 minutes. They get crazier and crazier as I'm watching this movie. Like, Oh no. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. 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 <laughs> yeah. Those were amazing. And then today, uh, our yeah, very I, good friend, yes. And, I got those uh, messages today. Yeah. Our very good friend, Melody, who listens to the show, Hey Girl, uh, she she was messaging me just like, I am clutching my pearls. What is happening? So I even got a tweet. I don't remember if it was on my personal or if it was on the Shaking Crying account. I'm trying to look at the Shaking Crying account right now, which you can follow us on Twitter at Shaking Crying 
um, which there's not a ton of people following us, but a few. But I know somebody that follows me watched it as well because of our discussion on the show a couple of weeks ago or last week and had a very, so I didn't get the live updates, but definitely mm-hmm. the summary was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So. That is basically the, the ascent, the, like the quintessential, like summary of that, of that documentary. It's just like, what the fuck? Oh, because no, it, it just, it, was it just, Twitch. Keeps, Sorry. Oh, it was your Twitch. Okay. Yeah, it it just Twitch. keeps getting crazier and crazier because like, you know, shit goes down pretty quickly in like the first like 15 minutes and you're just like, what the fuck? How can it get any worse than this? And then it fucking does. I know that's, that's what I was thinking is in the first five minutes, like this isn't a spoiler. It's the first five minutes, right? You know, yeah. it's about a kidnapping first yeah. off and she's alive. So that's like, at least you can go into it knowing that like she's alive. I was honestly gonna... surprised that she was alive. Like I went into this knowing nothing other than that the parents were terrible. Um, but like having terrible parents, that could be, you know, oh, they beat you and lock you in a closet, or they could be like these fucking morons. Um But that's but, like, that's, that's not a spoiler because she's in the movie being she's, interviewed. She's literally in the first two minutes. Like yeah, so, that's... I, so when they showed her, I was like, Oh, this bitch is alive? Like that was my yeah, actual I was like, like for I was like, Oh, she's alive. Oh, okay. Because usually can, films how about can this, this be bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not to be, not to be uh, morbid, but no. But it's like generally when you watch these kinds of documentaries, and when you're into that kind of like fucked up um, stories, like yeah, you they're nine times out of ten they're dead. But so like when she was alive, I was like, oh, she's alive and a grown person. Okay, (laughs) like so. Anyway, Netflix Movie Club was fun. I wish we could talk more about the movie, but we'd have to get into like details that ruin the experience but this is a this is a fun movie to prank your friends i mean i i sound like such an asshole talking about this because (laughs) i mean what a traumatic experience this poor woman and her family went through but like seriously what could have been prevented it could have absolutely 100 percent been prevented and like the parents were just fucking idiots i told (laughs) um i told melody today I was like, you know, if this were 50 first dates, this would be the movie that I would want to watch every day, like that I forgot about so I could relive that that experience again and again and again. Because like now that I know, like going back and watching it, like it's okay, it's less crazy every time you watch it. So it's kind of like, oh man, you know? And so like if this were 50 first dates and I woke up like with amnesia every day and had no idea what was going on, that would be the movie that I would want my parents to watch with me every day. Speaking of Melody, um, there may not be a show next week, and it's kind of Melody's fault. Uh, or it, it'll be late, or I don't know what we're going to do. I guess with this fancy Discord thing, maybe we could do a mobile special. I just don't know how I'd upload it. But um, here's the thing. I'm going to be in Vegas with Melody next week. So she bought me for my birthday last year uh, tickets to see Gwen Stefani at her nice. residency. So that is this coming week. So Yay. if you have to wait a little bit for more shaking and crying... Sorry about it, but Gwen Stefani is a bigger deal. I will be in Seattle the week after that, but I can bring my Uh-oh. my mic with. I can like bring my mic with me, and like I can record when I get back from the convention, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. So and then I can you know do live updates from the convention, like oh this is what I'm doing. Um. So yeah, just so you guys know, it might be a little bit uh shaky, haha, <laughs> uh for the next couple of weeks. It should be less than nine months either way. I mean. We hope. <laughs> Which, by the way, I do want to give a shout out because we got a nice tweet today from uh, Paul, 
uh, sent us a tweet. Uh, I'm trying to bring up the exact thing here because, of course, I'm not prepared. Uh, Paul on Twitter said, uh, finally got to listen to the podcast, and thanks for the shout-out. I'm happy to hear you two again. Definitely made my day. Aw, thanks, Paul. So he took his sweet time in getting around to finally listening to it. But no, we kidding. took our sweet time with producing exactly. a new episode, so exactly. it's fine. And I don't think anyone predicted that, like, oh, not only is it back, but, like, they're kind of, like, trying to make it a regular thing again. So I know. It's not just a one-shot. What? I can, I can completely understand the thought process where it's like, oh, if this is, like, the one episode I'm going to have to listen to for another nine months, I better, you know. Yeah, make it make it count. Exactly. Um, sorry the episode's a little late today too guys um we were having some technical difficulties yesterday and you know i was dying so you, you with all due respect i love you but you sounded like shit yesterday nobody wanted to listen to that yeah like it was really bad <laughs> i stayed home from work yesterday because i felt like shit um but now today i just have to deal with like the terrible terrible cough that i have yeah. um but you know it's fine. i have I have the recording still, so I might post it as a bonus somewhere for like the one, <laughs> the one or two people that would be interested in that. Even though we yeah. just kind of touched on the topics. Yeah. Girl, use your mute button. I know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my I God. My cursor. I know. It's really bad. Now you guys can see hear how sick I am. Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Oh, so this week, um, I should talk about this. Speaking of like big energy, I don't Yeah, I guess this would be big dick energy because um, I went and saw Robin. Live uh-huh. and con- Do you know who Robin is? I do, do you know, know Robin- who Robin is. Okay, so, well, some people know her from when, she, like, back in the 90s, when she had Show Me Love, when, like, when, like, Pink and Britney and all that stuff was trying to come out. They tried to make Robin one of those. Yeah. And she had, like, that song, and then she kind of disappeared for a little while. I think she was doing stuff in her, you know, because she's from Sweden, so I think she did some Swedish things for a little bit. Um, but then she came back. I know she gained a lot of notoriety in the UK and then she really kind of broke through here, especially well, because of the gays, like honestly the gays and the gay bars brought her back because body talk is an amazing fucking album. And everybody knows the bop call your girlfriend, say you had the talk, right. And where she's dancing, like it Mm -hmm. won a Grammy, it won a Grammy. So it's not just the gays that think she's great. Um, but yeah, so she finally, like that album, believe it or not, was like seven years ago. So she just put out another album, like just a couple months ago. Uh, so she's touring to support it. So I went to go see her in Oakland and we were way the fuck up in the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about this? Let me ask you this topic. How do you feel if you're at an all seated venue? So this is the Fox Theater in Oakland, which is, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a seated, it's a seated large theater. Uh, even I think the floor, the general admission, I think is also, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember seated down there or what, but I was way up in the nosebleeds where it seats. How do you feel about people standing up at concerts when there's seats? I mean, I feel like that happens at almost every concert that I've ever been to. Um, I mean, aside from the one, like where we went and saw Gaga the first time we had general admission and we were on the floor where right. we're like, then it was all just standing room only. Um, but like, I don't know, I kind of like the option to stand up and dance. And I also like the option to sit down for a little bit. Um, yeah. like when I went and saw Beyonce, uh, for the formation tour, um, you know, we did a lot of like mostly standing while she was on and just, you know, dancing and singing and whatever. But then during like her costume changes where it was like more instrumental or there were like dancers or whatever, we could sit down. So it's like, you know, I would like to sit down and watch, but like concerts aren't really sit down and watch events. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I guess if we were watching like a recording of it, then that's one thing. But like when you're there, it's like you want to be there and you want to feel the energy and you want to be able to like let the music take you over and all that shit. I suppose um, it also depends on who you're seeing. Like if I was seeing Tori Amos, I don't think I'd stand up and dance. No, absolutely you know? not. You know, but that's like, the- what about somebody that's kind of in the middle? Like Alanis. I've seen Alanis like, God, seven or eight times in my life. She's kind of in the middle. She's yeah. got some stuff you'd want to sit and listen to, some stuff you want to dance. So how do you know what's, it's, it's kind of a hard line to figure out. But anyway, Robin had that whole fucking theater bopping. Like even us in the nosebleeds were standing up, dancing, moving, or I was kind of doing the like old man bop because you know, mm-hmm. I can't really dance in my seat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun. It was great. She had brought such great energy to the show. And, was it big uh, yeah. dick energy? I don't, I don't know what you, it was just energy. It was, I, I think it was like screaming gay panic. Okay. I think. I, I get that gay panic. That's good. That's a good energy. But like a good, a good type of panic. I mean, it literally shit rainbow balloons at the end. So <laughs> there was definitely a gay festival of some sort going on mm-hmm. there. And I was living for it. And like, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Like I saw heterosexual couples, like, girlfriends with their their man and so forth that were at this concert you don't go to robin and not expect that there's going to be like homosexual festivities yeah there's gonna be gay shit but (laughs) luckily this is the bay area california like if yeah i I don't care who you are if you are not comfortable with like homosexuality you're you're gonna be in the minority get the fuck out like what are you even doing here go move to alabama Exactly. Well, Take your closed-minded ideas and go to fucking no, Alabama. No, no, don't go to Alabama because in in places like that, they need to come around too. You know what That's I mean? True. If That's you true. are anti LGBTQ plus plus all the things, then you're the one that needs to change. If you're anti that stuff, yeah. So anyway, my little yeah, rant. That's true. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time though. I did. It was, it was great. It was a good, I mean, I had to like drive there. It was a Monday night. Like what a night. Oh. I had to drive right after work, went to the concert, drove right back. And it's like 1am by the time I get in bed. Oh but, man. And you don't even do, you don't even stay up that late anymore. Cause you're old. No, I still, I'm still a night owl though. I might be old, but I'm still like a vampire. So I stay up until like 1230 usually. So it wasn't that late, but it was still kind of late. So, um, yeah, but it was, you know, yeah, I was, well, I'm glad you had fun. The next day, I definitely needed to shut the door and be in my office. Yeah, for sure. That was me all day today, where I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be here. I feel like shit. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I will kill um, you. <laughs> what else is on our agenda to talk about tonight and catch up on? Um, uh, go ahead. The 90210 thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, did you watch talk- that show when it was on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was um, there was uh, like this. Well, I it was on when it was, I was in high school. So uh-huh. it was kind of like right around, it was kind of timely. No, I want to say junior high is when it first started. Because that show was on for a long time. So I think it started when I was in junior high. It continued on like post Shannon Doherty when I was in high school. And then like the last years, which got really crazy and like nobody was on it anymore except like Tori Spelling was when I was in college. And they would have 90210 viewing nights in the dorm lounge. Mm-hmm. So like all, cause you know, in the dorms, like the big screen TV was in the little lounge common area. So all the girls would get together and watch 90210 on whatever night it was on. So yeah. I do remember that. And I saw it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not watch, however, the recent reboot on yeah. the CW that they did. Because no, why? I, why would um, I? So uh, 90210 was on when I was little. Mm-hmm. I have a vivid memory of watching it 
when I was homesick with the chicken pox in first grade. Um, my cousin and I would like, cause my, I was like patient zero when it came to chicken pox because <laughs> there was no fucking vaccine for it back then. And, oh, right. uh, yeah, because that was a more recent thing. That came out, I don't know when the chickenpox vaccine came out, but it was sure as shit long after I got them. Um, but I didn't I was, realize, I didn't realize you could vaccinate for that now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's, yeah, my brother got it, so he never had to go through that hill. Um, I had it when I was then, yeah, so. Yeah, I was, I was patient zero. I had them all over myself, like, in even in my throat. It was fucking hell. Um, but yeah, it was really bad. Uh, so my mom was like, go play with the kids, go play with your friends when I'm sick so they can get it. It was like chicken pox parties, you know? Mm -hmm. So I gave it to my cousin and then we both stayed home from school and watched TV and it was fucking 90210. Um, and then I tried to watch it recently within the last couple of years because it's all on Hulu. Um, and I was Uh like, oh no, this is, this is real bad. I don't like this. So I watched maybe like three episodes and I was like, and I'm done. So um, I think the obvious, so let me say this, because I'm sure people are like yelling back at the podcast right now. Like, are they going to talk about this? Have you heard this? So Luke Perry had a stroke. I think we've all heard. And, you know, obviously um, I hope, hope he's okay. Um, It sounds like, I mean, you know, I don't know. Strokes can be all sorts of different levels. Like they can be really bad. They can be kind of minor. So I'm hoping for the best for him. Obviously, somebody that we both worship, Tim Curry, suffered yeah. a major stroke a few years ago. And it it really, like, he doesn't really do acting anymore because of it. Just, uh, aside from when he was in that Rocky Horror remake, uh, yeah. which, say what you will about the remake, at least it was something Tim Curry could do. Um, yeah. And it was great to see him again. So hopefully, fingers and toes crossed that what Luke Perry has is is more minor, but... I don't know. He's been in the hospital. We'll see. We'll see. So just. Yeah. Just, Cause he's doing, he's doing Riverdale right now. He plays um, he Archie's dad. Yeah, he does. He does. And apparently, ironically, that happened the day the news came out about the 90210 reboot, but he was not signed on oh. anyway. Yeah. He wasn't signed on anyway. Him Maybe and he was Sh- too busy doing Riverdale. Uh, that could very well be. He may, he may have the conflict of Riverdale, which they probably shoot up in Canada like everything else. Yeah, and uh, Mayo Two and I would imagine might actually be shot in the LA area. So maybe, maybe you're right. There's conflict there. Uh, the only other person that hasn't signed on is Shannon Doherty, because of course she hasn't. Because she's a bitch. Like I heard <laughs> she's, dude. I heard she is like the fucking worst to work with. Do you think it could just be a bad rap? I mean, she was kicked off of Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Charmed. So. Mm. Didn't she, mean, do, didn't she do Dancing with the Stars not that long ago to try to, like, rehabilitate her image or something? I don't know. I don't watch that show. Mm. I don't watch that garbage. Are you kidding? I don't I don't really either, but the I only see- garbage, The only garbage reality show I watch is the fucking Mass Singer. How did she feel about the ending? I mean... that's over now. We can talk about it. Yeah. I... First of all, I fucking told you it was Joey Fatone. I fucking told you. To be, fa- to be fair, the entire internet pegged who the top three was even monster which was t-pain which which was a a genuine like obviously if you read the internet and you kind of already knew that it wasn't as much of a surprise but like i think genuinely as far as like the concept of the show like that is not who you were expecting to see have that kind of voice which was kind of the whole point yeah like when it comes to gladys knight you fucking know gladys knight can sing of course she can sing yeah and donny osmond 
yeah, the gag is what are legends like that doing on a fucking Fox TV show like this where they're wearing, you know, silly costumes? That's the gag for those two. And I mean, like, I watched I watched it last night. I mean, I, I kind of just watched the results because I didn't care about anything else. But, mm-hmm. um, like, when they, and they asked them, like, why did you do this? And, like, I think most of the answers were, like, because it's fun. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they don't have to do it for the money and they don't have to do it for the exposure. They do it because it's fun. Um, but I went in thinking when I first started watching it, I thought the monster was Chris Brown and I was about to rage quit because I can take, I can only handle like one problematic person on a show at a time. And Jenny uh-huh. fucking McCarthy takes that because <laughs> I fucking hate her. Yeah. Your anti-vax bullshit. Vaccinate your fucking children. Um, Hasn't she come around and apologized for that yet? I don't know, but still like she's a big part of this whole anti-vax movement. And for that, well, no apology can ever like. Here's, Here's the thing. I obvi- I'm not going to absolve her of of what she's done on that whole thing, but I blame Facebook. I oh, think yeah. I think this is all like that type of shit. This is all this culture of Facebook that we live in now where, you know, the real fake news before our uh, Cheeto and Chief co-opted I was that literally term. just going to say that. <laughs> Cheeto and Chief. Where you know, before he co-opted that term, where the where the real fake news like people like don't like research things on facebook and it's extraordinarily frustrating like do you know how often i see like oh my god this celebrity died and like the story is from like two years yeah. ago which t- that's not that serious of a crime but but there's like other stuff out there that gets spread without people like really like critically thinking about it and it's cough, just like cough, it's my mother crazy. cough cough right well there's a lot of people that are guilty of this not just baby boomers you know oh, my mom's not a baby boomer well she might as well be like, and that's not an, that's not an age crack. I'm just talking yeah. about she, she behaves. Yeah, no, so. she, she, she does some really dumb shit. Like I know, okay, this is a personal story time, uh, but this just happened today and I wanted to roll my eyes real hard about it. So my little sister, my sister, Hannah is going to be 15 in April. I don't want to talk about that because that makes me feel old as shit. Um, so Hannah's going to be 15 and uh, she texts me this morning saying, I can't get a hold of mom. Can you call her? And I was like, okay, what happened? Are you okay? She's like, no, I'm fine. I just, you know, have to tell her about the bell schedule changing or whatever. And so like for the next three hours, we are both trying to get a hold of our mother because she's not answering her fucking phone. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. so finally, like Hannah's like, I haven't picked up in five minutes and she's not here. And so I was like, okay, I'll call your dad. And so I called her dad and I was like, hey, can you go get Hannah? This is what's going on. We can't get a hold of my mom. And his response was, God, your mother's a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, she really <laughs> is. She really is a pain in the ass. I love her. She's fucking a pain in the ass though. Um, so like, as, as I'm on the phone with her, my phone buzzes. Uh, I, I'm sorry. As I'm on the phone with John, her dad, my phone buzzes. And I hang up the phone and look and like, Hannah's like, oh, she's here now. I'm like, okay, we'll call your dad and tell him not to come. And so I called my mom and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you return our phone calls when you left the house? Like you took your phone with you. You saw that you had like six missed calls from both of us and text messages. Cause I texted her like, Hey, your fucking kidneys you picked up, go pick her up. Um, and she's like, Oh, my phone was on silent. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Gloria. This, sto- this story is escalating. <laughs> Gloria. Because when I'm irritated with my mom, I call her by her first name. Do you ever sing Gloria. the song? To, do you ever sing the song to her? The cello, yeah. Okay. That's 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 yeah. That's always been a thing. All right, good. 
yeah. So anyway, I know we talked a lot about reboots on the first season of Shaking and Crying or whatever you want to call the the the, the thing nine months ago we did. Yeah. But um, here we go again. Like, I guess the reboot thing has been mildly successful because now they're like, what else in the 90s catalog can we bring back from the dead? And now it looks like 90210 is going to be it. But it's it's the original cast. Uh, minus yeah. those exceptions I talked about. And I guess they're playing... I, I tried to read and understand what the hell it was. It sounded like it might have been like a parody of itself, but I don't... I don't get... Like, obviously, they can't be playing teenagers anymore. So yeah. are they are they like the grandparents of new teenagers <laughs> or what? I mean, wasn't Andrea already the grandparents of all the teenagers there because she was old as shit? Yeah, she was, she was already... Wasn't she the one that was like 35 or something when yeah. that show was filming? Yeah. Yeah, she was way older. Which... Um, which... But you know... Um, as your resident 40-year-old, and I'm sure there's even older people that listen to this program, I just want to clarify, 40 is not old. It's not. Now, it's However, not. however, I would not be pl- trying to play a teenager on television at this yeah. age. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with these whole reboots thing, they're, they're trying to bank on my generation's, like, penchant for nostalgia mm. is what they're trying to they're trying to bank on. Because it's like, oh, we're going to try to cling to a time when things weren't fucked for us. Like, when things were more innocent and things were more, you know, we can just wake up and watch cartoons and eat some cereal and just go outside and play. And, like, that's what they're trying to, that's what they're trying to, like, you know, cultivate with these whole reboots and stuff. They're trying to make us feel like, oh, the 90s are back. But, like, in reality, when they do these reboots, it's just, it's seldom, it's seldom good. Is Will and Grace is still going in it? It is, yeah. I kind of stopped watching it because it was just, like, it just, it felt really canned and really forced. Well, um, how is how is that different from what it was the first time? <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's very true. Um, but you know, it's just like when it was the first time, it was like, okay, well, this is you know, this is it's still funny, but now it's just kind of like, oh, you're just okay, you're just doing the same shit. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? And like, I, I can't, I can't believe Roseanne's still going without Roseanne. Not that I think she should be there. I she shouldn't. She's terrible. I completely yes. She well, she was terrible before they started the reboot. But anyway, I digress. I'm just shocked it's still going. Yeah, and I mean, like, hey, they, you know, they they managed to, to, you know, fix the the mess that she that Roseanne herself, you know, left behind, and they were able to like salvage the show. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of them for doing that because that's that's not an easy thing to do, especially when your star goes fucking insane and like the title character of the show goes crazy and does crazy shit on Twitter. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's- they did it with Valerie. When it turned into the Hogan family. So, and that, that was just a contract dispute. That wasn't like being super racist on Twitter. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. Oh, it's cause you're young. I don't even think this, this show probably wasn't even on when you were born yet. Did you ever see a show called the Hogan family? No, with us? I know. Sandy. I know. But is it the Hulk Hogan or? No, no. Sandy Duncan, the Wheat Thins lady. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember who else was in it, but Sandy Duncan, but Sandy Duncan was in it after Valerie. So God, I think the show is Valerie. Then it was Valerie's family because they fucking killed Valerie because there was like a contract dispute. And so she, they killed her off like, uh, and replaced her with Sandy Duncan. And then it became, I think the Hogan family in like the third season finally. Mm. And then they like retconned all the old episodes to be the Hogan family or something like that. It's one of those things they probably play on like the Christian television network and syndication on the daytime. There's literally nothing else on. Oh, Okay. Okay. Where, wherever you can actually find reruns of Mama's Family is probably <laughs> where, probably where Hogan's Family is still playing. I love Mama's Family. I love Mama's Family too. The Hogan's, I remember the Hogan's Family from growing up. And speaking of 80s sitcoms, we should have some 80s sitcoms moment because there are some things to discuss with 80s sitcoms. Okay, lay it on me. 
First off, uh, Mona died today from Who's the Boss. I saw that. That's depressing. Because, like, Catherine Hellmond, like, that character was kind of you. Like, really? if I think if you were an actress, you would be, like, very Catherine Hellmond in, in your later years. Not mm-hmm. now. But she was also, she was on Soap, which was a show my I grandma, My grandma loved Soap. I couldn't appreciate that show until I was older. Like when they were actually showing that on Comedy Central, the reruns, uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't get it. But like when I got older, I can appreciate it more. And then okay. she was, she was in like some newer stuff. I think she was in, uh, was she in True Blood? I think she was. Oh wow! Yeah, so she was in, she was in some more contemporary things. You want to talk right? about a mess of a show? Fucking True Blood was a mess. <laughs> But anyway, uh, rest in rest in peace, Catherine Hellman, because I loved Who's the Boss, and I know I didn't really watch the Oscars, and I think I got into that on a previous episode. I'll need to re- retread old ground. But did you see who won Best Supporting Actress? Was it Regina King? Yes, from the television program Two Two Seven. Oh, did you so ever see? T- oh was, my god, no, was it was that the show Jack A was on? Yes, Jack A was on 227, and the whole reason I started watching it as a child, you ready for this? You ready for a deep cut? One of the actresses from Sesame Street was on 227. Oh. And that made me want to watch it. Oh. So, and then then my gay ass got exposed to Jack A, and my life changed forever because, (laughs) I mean... So we can we can attribute uh, Jack A and and uh, Paula Abdul to you uh, to your to your gayness. There's a lot of things like uh, Golden Girls. Watching yep. Golden Girls with my mother absolutely to, contributed to it. Uh, I would say Nell Carter from Give Me a Break. Okay, uh, absolutely a part of that as well. Um, I'm trying to think who are those like subtly gay people on TV. Oh, rerun. Uh, uh, Charles Nelson Riley from Seventies Match Game. Oh, I love the Sandy game. Ambrett Summers. Yeah. Um, the Hollywood Squares I watched was not the version that had Paul Lind. I'm not that old. I fucking uh, love Paul Lind. But they had an 80s revival. Yeah, they did the another USA one in the late 90s, too. They did. That was the Whoopi Goldberg one. But yep. the 80s one was Jim J. Bullock. Was I don't even know who that is. Not, oh my God. You don't know who Jim J. Bullock is, but. I'm sure, yeah. like, if you told me some stuff he was in, I'd probably know, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, there was, uh, there was no I in his name. It was Jim, J. Bull, like J.M. Yeah, and I don't remember what he even played on TV. But then again, I don't remember that about Paul Lynn or Charles Nelson Riley either. Like why they were famous, yeah. I just remember like they clearly picked him because he was somebody like Paul Lynn. Yeah. yeah. So I just remember Paul Lynn. I remember Paul Lynn because he was the voice of fucking Templeton the Rat in the Charlotte's Web movie. Okay. Jim J. Bullock was on Too Close for Comfort, which was another 80s sitcom, so there's no way you're going to remember it. Nope, I don't know what that is. Uh, and then I'm trying to see what else he did. He had a stint on ALF for five okay. episodes. You know ALF. You hopefully I know, you know ALF. that one. And then that's that's really it. Like, And then he was a morning talk show guy. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean. Oh, cool. and he, he was arrested in 1999 for having crystal meth. How about that? Oh, fun. Hmm. That's an adventure. And that's special. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, speaking of, because uh, 80s sitcoms, have you, okay, so there was, no, actually, I think this is more 70s. Um, and they just rebooted it on Netflix. And the Netflix version is outstanding. One what? day at a time. One day at a time. Have you seen uh... this? With, they, they 
changed the 70s one and it's still Norman Lear. That's the amazing thing who's still behind it. Is it the show with Rita Moreno? Yes, it is. I started watching it and I didn't like it. What? It's so funny. I love it. Maybe I have to get past the first episode because the first episode did not impress me. Always give it a couple episodes for the cast to find their rhythm. Get yeah. into, like, when they start to get into some of the deeper topics, like, they get some heavy hitting shit later on, and they're handling topics, like, I'm really, like, and and they do that whole, like, we're gonna have a soft moment here. We're mm-hmm. gonna have a very, a very special episode. Of- oh, it's like, it's like the full house moment when it's like, yes. The, oh, yes, very that, very that. Huh. So, yeah, they do that on uh, this show, and they do it very well. So, watch them, and Rita Moreno, I mean, she's an EGOT. Right? Yeah, so, she's fucking know, incredible. Fucking flawless. Like, watch it for her, if nothing else. I fucking love Rita, Mar- Rita Moreno. Netflix has been very good at delivering the old broads. Yeah. Um, you got Rita Moreno. You obviously, obviously, you have Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Frankie and Grace. Yeah. Or Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Doesn't really matter. No, uh, it doesn't. They're, they're very good at delivering. And I think there's another one in development right now. Ooh. I keep thinking... <laughs> that that TV show with Vicky Lawrence, and I keep thinking that's a Netflix show, but it's not. It's on Fox. You know what I'm talking uh, Vicky Lawrence and Beverly Leslie. Not oh yes, 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 yes. I've seen David, the posters. David Allen Greer and stuff. Yeah, I keep thinking yeah. that's a Netflix show, but it's not. It's not. No, I've seen it. I've seen the posters. There's like a bunch of. Um, I work in Hollywood, so there's a bunch of um, oh, right. like. I mean, it's not glamorous. There's fucking drug deals outside my building, you guys. Like, I know. I was, like, I was like, look at you, miss. Ooh, I work in Hollywood. No. no. Like, I seriously, a, a tour bus went by my, um, like, one of those city sites uh, buses went by my work today. And I was like, I hope you enjoy the scene of the fucking crack deal that's happening outside our building, tourists. If you have never been to Hollywood, it's important to know that it's a fucking dump. It like, is you're, literally the worst. It's disgusting. It Do not I mean, come here. There's like one block of tourist traps right around the man's Chinese, or it has a new name now, doesn't it? The, TCL Chinese Theater. Okay. But that, you know, that legendary theater, there's like a, a that's Hollywood Highland, right? And that's yeah, where the so, Oscar, that yeah, little so, block, that little block, that little tourist trap, that's cute. Otherwise, go to Disneyland. Yeah, because, okay, so across the street from the Chinese Theater is the El Cap, and that's the Disney Theater. And then next to it is the Disney Soda Fountain, which is Ghirardelli, where you can also get some very, very good... They have a lot of Jessica Rabbit pins at that at that place. Isn't that where um what's his name on ABC? Uh Jimmy the other Jimmy, not Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel does his show right there. I don't know. I think he does. I don't I, he tapes I, it like right there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's I mean, that's okay, but it's basically like Times Square, but not as cool. Um, because I mean, yeah, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, whatever, but People don't realize that it's not some huge honor to get one of those things. They buy those fucking squares on the on the Walk of Fame. Yeah. Like, you, it's, they pay for them themselves. It's nice to have the landmark, I guess. But, like, otherwise, you're buying, like, a little cement plaque on a regular busy, busy business street with really run-down shops and some office buildings that, like, you know, have all the windows blacked out because they're working on you know, top secret projects usually. And not to mention, and not to mention like the drug deals and like the fucking Mm -hmm. smell of urine that just is in the air. Hollywood is not as glamorous. So if you guys are going to be coming to LA, definitely go elsewhere because like, I mean, aside from Hollywood, there are some wonderful places in LA to see, but Hollywood is not one of them. I work on Vine Street and it's Hollywood and Vine. There's nothing there but a fucking Starbucks. 
Didn't like, didn't I tell you about the time when I went to E3 like many years ago where we stayed at the Motel Six on Hollywood Boulevard? No, girl, girl, that oh was my god, a, that was a, that was a, that was some character building. I believe we'll just, it. We'll leave it. It was some character. Some character was built. That I mean, we, I feel like anytime you stay at a Motel Six, you're gonna have to be building some character. Well, we were like, oh, this will be easy because it's right by transit because Hollywood Highland also has the, oh, yeah, the, the LA metro. thingy. Yeah, and it goes right by uh, the convention center so we don't have to pay a park. And of course, yeah. we're in our 20s. And when you're like, let me say something to all the younger folks out there who might be listening if you're in your early 20s. Like Motel 6 seems like a good idea when you're in your early 20s because it's cheap. And I understand that and I respect that. However, there does come a point when you're just going to pony up the extra 30, 40 bucks a night to like at least get a courtyard Marriott or something or a fucking best like, Western or some shit because you just, your heart can't take motel six anymore. Like and I think, I've seen it at motel six, maybe twice in my entire life. My, under- what, my understanding is that some of them are nicer, like the newer ones are, but I'm talking about like Hollywood Boulevard motel six. No, ma'am. Yeah. We ended up having to stay in a motel six one time. This was years ago because I was still with my ex and we were driving home from Disneyland from LA to the Bay Area the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Oh that was, that was my a choice. Fucking God. Like it took us about twelve hours to get from uh like where Magic Mountain is to about Lost Hills, which is the city, depending like if you're coming from LA, it's the city just after Button Willow. Um and so, like, it's just, it's a little bit people, less. People on, the, people on the East Coast don't even, some people on the East Coast don't even realize how big California is. Like, yeah. you, you all, anybody who's lived in California can tell you, here's a, a, some education for you East Coast people. If you're coming to visit LA, like, I'm not near you. Not at all. <laughs> Rob, Victoria- is a, Rob is a uh, six and a half, seven hour drive from LA. Yep. yep. From that's and that's why Victoria and I sadly don't get to hang out very often because even though yes we're both in California we're still like six hours apart. Yeah, it's, it's not it's like it's, you can't just like I can't just you know I, I feel like because if you were like in San Diego which is about two two and a half hours away from me like um, we would at least see each other mm, at least three or four times a year. Yes, oh for sure because that's how often I see my friends in San Diego. You know, it's like I go down there frequently enough because I have family there, but like I always make it a point to see my friends who live there. Um, and that's but, that's that's similar to me and San Francisco or San Jose. Same, yeah, like two hours, same thing. You know, it's like two hours. Okay, fine, I can drive the two hours. It's not a big deal. But like six hours, that is a fucking trek, especially since there is literally nothing between here and there except for cows. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, unless you go up the ninety nine, which then you get like bakersfield and fresno and all those like little shitty cities sorry if you live there you made that choice um (laughs) (laughs) t i mean it's it's true we call it the asshole of california um but yeah so it's just it's it's not it's not great i mean it's just why you know like i said i like i said last week or the first show back whatever it was um i made the choice to move to la to be closer to disneyland (laughs) And because I was coming down here often enough and I didn't want to make that goddamn six hour drive anymore. You know, and it's um, worked out. It has worked out, you know, and it's like I'm here for well, I'm I might not be going to Disneyland as much once the once Star Wars land opens. 
Let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. you put it on your list of list of agenda items for tonight's meeting. So, I mean, there's a there's this article that I read that they're projecting predicting that Star Wars Land might not be the big hit that people think it might be. Um, like there are no original characters that are going to be in the land itself. Um, so it's, you're not going to see Luke and Leia and, you know, and I mean, like right now you can go into the Star Wars launch bay in, um, Tomorrowland, formerly known as the Innovations Building, Innoventions, excuse me, Innoventions Building, where you could see like the futuristic houses and like all that kind of thing. Um, so now you can go in there and you can meet, uh, Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, Rey, and Boba Fett wanders around sometimes. So I was like, going to say, it would be kind of distasteful for them to have a Leia. Yeah, you know? well, they they purposefully took Leia out of Star Tours for yeah. a while. Um, yeah. She's back now. She's back oh, now. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, because I saw when I got on that ride one time, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, God. Like, it was it was hard, you know, because it's like, oh, that's that's Space Mom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's that was a, that was a knife to the heart a little bit just because, you know, we she's so like, you know, Leia is so sacred and fucking carrie fisher is a goddamn gem carrie fisher is is sacred yeah yeah carrie fisher is. you want to talk about you want to bring it full circle you want to talk about some big dick energy oh my god carrie Carrie fisher Fisher. has the biggest dick of the big dick energy like we're still feeling carrie fisher's big dick okay honestly (laughs) big dick energy should just be described as carrie fisher like on scale of one to ten if you look at a big dick energy in the in the dictionary it's just a link to fucking carrie fisher's wikipedia page (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so also about the whole Star Wars thing, it's like uh it's unfamiliar world. It's a it's a completely new world that they've that they've built for this. Um so you're not um you're not it says just as Galaxy's Edge will not feature feature the most popular Star Wars characters, it will not feature uh, any any star iconic Star Wars locations either. No Death Star, no Tatooine, no Coruscant. Instead, huh. Galaxy's Edge will be set in the Black Spire outpost on the up until now never heard of planet of Batu. So basically, it's on like like they said, it's on the Galaxy's Edge. You're going to be all the way out. Basically, I think they're tying it into like where um, the the last movie what was the Last Jedi, um, where that you know left off where it's like okay the, the resistance is relocating to could it be it could it be an episode nine thing it might be you know it very well could be because you know like, like episode nine is coming out later this year so it very well could be like oh this is where we're gonna go is to batu and it's like when they um for star tours when they added in like the new stuff for the last jedi like uh you land in star wars land so you land in 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 batu when you're like done with your mission um also, like, uh, it's only, uh, I mean, it's, it's 14 acres. This whole, this whole land is 14 acres. Um, so it's like the biggest single theme park land development ever. Hmm. Um, but in that space, it's only offering two rides. So much like Wizarding World of Harry Potter, where it only has, at least in, in California, it only has um, the, the ride inside the castle and it has Flight of the Hippogriffs. Um, you know, it's only offering two rides and the rest of it's going to be like retail and it's going to be like, of course it is. You know, of course it is is because people are going to, you know, people are going to, um, are going to deal with that. But it's like, also there's going to be this really, um, 
uh, they call it frustrating interactivity. This is Disney has sold hard the interactivity that will feature on the Falcon ride, saying that your performance in the cockpit will affect how you're treated in the rest of the land. But what happens when, you're, when your smugglers, smugglers run fails because some seven-year-old in the family you had to ride with doesn't push the button at the right time? So, like, you might get fucked over, and it's like, yeah, this is a really, really cool idea and i really like the fact that they're trying to like make this super immersive but at the same time you know uh what happens like there's more opportunities for this to go terribly terribly wrong Mm. than there is for it to go right um and honestly like uh it's the star wars is the second biggest movie franchise of all time um which i think it's uh uh marvel ranks as the number one so both disney properties um but it's like there's the the last few movies haven't been as good like i really did not like last jedi i did not care for rogue one um i did enjoy solo because i will always prefer a fun heist movie over a serious war movie like fucking rogue one was um but it's like and like the the fan base itself is also really toxic so it's like a Mm -hmm. lot of these things are are just kind of like killing the fun of star wars for me and it's like yeah star wars land is gonna make disneyland intolerable for a while um yeah so i i think it's it it's the price of admission into disneyland is gonna be the thing that like if if Star Wars Land doesn't perform where it's at, I I don't think a lot of people are making the decision necessarily. Like, oh, I've got to go visit Star Wars Land specifically. People are just thinking like, can I pay to take the family to Disneyland? And yeah. for like a lot of people at this point, with how high those fucking tickets are, like they can't take their family to Disneyland because it's too expensive um the people that are going to kill star wars land right out the gate are going to be all the pass holders but yeah. i think there's there's even less of them now well, I, 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 gave mean, I know i know a lot of people are are letting it go because like with the recent increase in the prices like the prices just went up again i think the signature plus pass is now like fifteen hundred dollars oh my like the, god that's, that's the one with no blockout days and you know that, that's the pass that i have right now um I have the I have the signature plus because it was basically um because you can add max pass to your annual pass which is basically like where you can have um the fast passes on your phone you can make the reservations from your phone and you can get all the pictures and stuff. So adding that was like an extra $75 and then like after I did that it was only like another $100 or whatever for the biggest pass with no blockout dates. So I was like fuck it. I just make it a point to go on Christmas day and then boom like it's worth it. Um, but now it's like $1,500 and I think the signature pass is 1200 now. And, you know, I, re- I renew in September. So I usually don't get affected too badly by the price increases. Cause I, I, you know, I usually upgrade or renew around, um, the middle of their, of their fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's like I keep my pass because I do go a lot and a lot of my friends do have annual passes. And so it's like something that, we, hey, like, let's all go to Disney one day and we can, my friends and I can all go do that. Um, but, you know, I'm planning on not going to, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to deal with the crowds. And like, I'm going to, mon- I like to monitor it from my phone to see like, oh, I wonder what the wait times are today. Like on a random Tuesday in March, you know, but I don't know. I just feel like, um, that like star wars land is just gonna make disney not fun it's already crowded it's already a pain in the ass to get there you know like when you go on a weekday and 
the lines are like 45 minutes for, you know, some stupid little rinky dink ride that nobody wants to go on usually like fucking like I love Jungle Cruise, but if there's a line for more than like 20 minutes, I'm not waiting it. If you have to go upstairs on the Jungle Cruise, I'm not doing it. Like (laughs) that's one of those rides you just kind of go on because there's no line. And you want to sit for a little bit. And you want to sit for a little bit and you want to hear some corny dad jokes. Like mm-hmm. I bought, oh, speaking of Jungle Cruise, I bought a water bottle at Dis- at the Disney home store in downtown Disney. And it's just a clear water bottle and it's got blue writing on it. And you look through it and it says, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the backside of water. No, If, you, if they've never been on the Jungle Cruise, listeners not going to understand that joke whatsoever. Okay, it's, so. It's, it's a dad yeah, joke they tell on the Jungle it's Cruise. It's a dad joke they tell on the Jungle Cruise because you see, you, you like, there's a waterfall and you go like underneath it. And so that's the whole dad joke. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, you waited for it your whole life. The backside of water. And it's like the big, like the one big joke that everybody knows. And then you start chanting. Oh, two H. Oh, two H. Cause the backside of water. Ha H two O backwards. Yeah. It's stupid. You Um, nerds. I know that whole spiel. Um, but I feel like in another life, you were the jungle cruise guide. Oh my God. I would love that. Like if they paid more than minimum wage, I would absolutely, <laughs> that is my dream job. And you know, I would talk like this the entire time. Cause it would be so funny just to hear them talking like that. on the telling them dad jokes. <laughs> God, you know, have some coffee and bars and sit down and enjoy your life. <laughs> I love that you would bring your drop dead gorgeous like mentality to. Cause it'd be I mean, so funny. It would, it would. Um, um, but you know, I just it, Disneyland is getting really overcrowded, and like I love it, but sometimes it's just like we only go for like two or three hours because then the crowds come and it's a pain in the ass. We went on a Saturday recently, and usually Saturdays aren't too bad because that's like a big blockout day for a lot of pass holders. Um, and like let me tell you guys, if you guys are planning a trip to Disneyland, check the annual pass holder blockout days because you go on the days when the most pass holders are blocked out. That is the trick. Um, and I don't mind telling people that because there's like six people who listen to this podcast and like half of them are pass holders anyway. So, (laughs) um, but that's how you do it. Um, but, uh, you know, we went on a Saturday morning and like, there was a fucking wait for the little mermaid ride. It was 25 minutes for little mermaid. That ride never has a wait. It's always like five, maybe 10. And even then you you're on in like three minutes. Wow. You know? Yeah. So that's how you, like, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like Star Wars land is just going to be like super overwhelming. And like, they're not, they're even changing the way they do blockout days at Disney. Like they're blocking out full parks. So oh. there's like, yeah. So anything less than signature plus, or I don't know if it's signature plus or signature. I don't remember which one, but Anything less than like the top one or two tiers, you cannot get into Disneyland, which means there's going to be an overflow into DCA where DCA is going to be super crowded too. Huh. Wow. Um, so it's just going to be a nightmare. And like I read this thing earlier or a few weeks ago that was just like, oh, they're predicting eight to 10 hour waits just to get into the parks. No, ma'am. They're building an additional 10,000 space parking structure next to the Mickey and Friends structure. Like they're attaching it to it to accommodate the amount of people that they're projecting to like come to this park. They are building queues for the rides to accommodate six hour waits. Like I was thinking next time I come visit Victoria, we could like go to a theme park or something, but like, we're just going to go to Knott's Berry farm. Like, no, fuck that. We'll go to magic mountain. Oh, that'd be fun. Cause nobody else will ride the upside down stuff with me. I'll ride it with you. And Knott's Berry farm is boring. You're done by four and you just want to go to Disneyland anyway. 
Yeah, and then um, we we can get on Colossus. Colossus still there and sing the step by step. Yeah, theme so they song. they changed it. Yeah, they changed the Colossus a little bit, so it's super long now, and it goes upside down. Oh my! Yeah, because like they were like there was this whole thing where they were gonna get rid of it, um, and they were gonna like take it out, and then there was everyone was like, no, Colossus, it's like the one thing, and then step by step, and blah 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 blah. Um, and yeah, so they they um they changed it to where the the ride is twice as long now, and you go upside down like it's, there's like a couple of corkscrew turns, which is really on a, fun on a wooden roller coaster. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Melody, Melody had given us. Uh, she did a marathon there, and she gave me two tickets because she didn't end up going to the parks afterwards because she was mm. dead. And we went <laughs> and um, we went and it was it was so much fun. Like it was so fun. All right. Um, so yeah, like next time you come down, let's go to Magic Mountain because they open. They're open every day this every every day now instead of like you know, oh we open for the summer and then a couple of times in the off season. But no, they open every day now. Uh, we got one more thing I want to talk about before we close up shop. We which, do. Uh, I it love has it. To do with crowds, I think it does. It does have to do with crowds. Um, so I mean, like I know like a lot of women go through this, and I'm sure a lot of men do too, but. I'm speaking from a female perspective. Um, a lot of the times when you're walking in public, um, especially in big crowds, there will be times where men will just try to barrel right through you or just keep walking or expect you to move for them. And I don't think we should be doing that anymore. So I suggest ladies and anybody else who might want to play gentlemen, if you want to play as well, that's fine. But mostly ladies, there is a new game I would like to introduce you to called Patriarchy Patriarchy Chicken. <laughs> and it's called it's Patriarchy I can't say this word cuz it's terrible. Patriarchy Chicken. Why I refuse to move out of the way for men. And I honestly I played this when I lived in San Francisco because, you know, you kind of have to. Um and it's basically just like standing your ground and not moving out of the way when these people just expect you to move for them because you are smaller and perceived as weaker. I do not believe women are weaker, but you know, we are perceived to be as such because of so many years of, you know, oppression because we're women. Um, but I do this so many times and I collide with so many people and the looks on their faces is fucking incredible because they're just like why didn't you move and it's like why didn't you fucking move like you were in my way um i don't know i love that it's a standoff it is it really is a standoff and it's just like that's the only way you know that we have to stand our ground and we have to um you know it's like if you're a woman you find yourself constantly dodging sidestepping men who are walking in your direction being wiped out by a wheelie suitcase dragged by a besuited man moving to the side to let faster men move past you or just pausing to let men bustle in front of you onto the train or the lift or the escalator or on whatever on with their busy lives and their oh so important jobs but it's like you know what we also have these things we are, you know, we are just as, as, as important and we have just as many places to get as you. And just because we're women doesn't mean we're just going to move to the side and let you walk all over us. No, those days are ended. The future is female. Bring it on, fuckers. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will be happy to move for women. And I already do. I already, you know, I, I try to share the road, so to speak. However, I reserve the right to bump into her if she's on her phone. That's, I mean, that's fair. I would reserve the right to bump into anybody if they're on their phone, if they're not paying attention. Well, of course. But it's like, you know, 
Uh, so it says the point of patriarchy chicken is not to get where you're going marginally faster, although you do, or that you irritate the number of men, which you also do. The point is that men have been socialized for their entire lives to take space. Men who would never express these thoughts out loud have nevertheless been brought up to believe that their right to occupy space takes precedent over anyone else's right to be there. They spread their legs on the tubes and trains, they bellow across coffee shops and guffaw in pubs, and they never, ever give way. Women have been socialized to take up to to uh, not been socialized to take up space. Women have been socialized to give way, to alleviate, to conciliate, to step to the side. Those days are fucking over. <laughs> Ladies, patriarchy chicken. It's an amazing game. I've started playing it. It is incredible <laughs> and it feels it's it's empowering. No, it really I, is. I mean, I can't there's not a lot for me to comment cuz you know, I'm I'm not a woman, but I I love the idea. I think Great. Yeah. So if you're a woman and you're walking around today, uh, try a game of patriarchy chicken. Lead in, uh, lean in, sisters. Sharpen them <laughs> elbows. Collide with some men. I love it. It's almost like you're running for public office. It's great. I am. I know. I wouldn't. I would never. I would go fucking insane. Uh, so much. Yeah. There's so much dirt on me through 15 years of internet broadcasting. You I'm know what's funny? I googled myself recently. Mm-hmm. I know that's not me. Masturbation. I literally put my name into Google. Um. And I found zero photos of me half naked. Good job. Right? Which I did Rocky Horror for eight years and Burlesque for two. There are pictures of me in my underwear or worse on the internet. And if mm-hmm. you Google my first and last name, they do not come up into the search. That That is why I've done or worked so hard over the years to have my fake na- internet name slash real name. Yeah. I definitely have my day persona, my night persona. Absolutely. So you know, plot, plot twist, Rob Roberts is not my real name. And that's not a challenge to go figure it out. Like, let me live my life. It's yeah. just that this is how I keep these things separate because you know what's I funny? Have, right. You know, it's funny. So mm-hmm. when we first started, when we first started hanging out, when we first met, I remember I sent you a birthday card uh-huh. and I wrote on the envelope, Rob Roberts. Uh-huh. And then I realized that Rob Roberts wasn't your last name. And I found out what your last name was. And so I scratched out your la- the Roberts part and I put your real last name on the envelope. And I felt so stupid. I, whereas I, I probably just thought, oh, she's being funny. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty I, sure I got it. And I was like, oh, ha ha. Yeah. Because I think we'd only been friends. Like, I think, like, I think we'd met. And then, because I don't think I lived in, I don't think I lived in Sacramento yet. Mm. And so, like, we had met. And I was moving to Sacramento later that year. Mm-hmm. And then so I sent you the birthday card. And I did not know that your last name was not Roberts. There's a lot of people that think it's my real name. And it, I mean, in, in some ways, girl, it kind of is. I mean, like, yeah. it's just, I've done so much. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be a, a recognized Dragon Con professional with the uh, doing the hosting I do and the podcast and stuff. In a way, like, it kind of, like, you know, when people are like, well, what's your real name? It's like, well, what context are we talking about? Because as far as, like, you know, my my persona online all that stuff it, it is rob roberts yeah absolutely um it's funny because like i ran into a couple of like coffee people that i knew at disneyland um and uh she called me aria and i was like oh right that's me that's me yeah that's me yes i'm aria <laughs> yes hello hi and it was like even when i did burlesque you know i would be at a show and like you always call people by their stage names when you're at a show and so like i would be like putting my makeup on or like getting my in, into my costume or like whatever i was doing and people would be like jolie jolie and i would not pay attention because like who the fuck is that that's not me and then they go victoria <laughs> like what oh shit you're calling me my bad 
my, my <coughs> sorry, hold on. <coughs> my, um, my burlesque name was Jolie Fatal. So right. like, yeah, they call me Jolie and I would be like, who the fuck is, oh, me. Yes. Hi. Yes. That's me. Hello. Hi. What can I do for you? <laughs> like, <laughs> how can I help you? Yeah. That's kind of like my old Twitter name. I used to get called by Miss Sky, which, which goes back to my DDR days. But like yeah. it was, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I, that's the name I use online. That's finally, that's why finally I, I left that Twitter name behind because it's just easier. Like luckily Rob is also my first name, you know, that people call me at work. So I don't do a double take when people are like, hey Rob, like I, that I'm yeah. used to that. So it's easy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it's just really funny when people like call you by your fake names and you're just like, oh yeah, that's yes. Hello. Hi. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, we'll take our fake names and, and close up this very real podcast for this week. But yeah. um, we'll see you again soon. We'll probably Our schedule will probably be a little wonky next week with me being in Vegas and actually next two weeks with uh, Aria being at the convention up in Seattle, Emerald City, right? Yeah, I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, so if you're going to be there, uh, you can meet up and take stuff. Um, but I mean, like, I don't mind recording while I'm up there. So like I can, my, my microphone would take literally no space in my suitcase. So, cool. uh, we can record up there. So if anything, we'll be early next week or late next week, or just not have a show at all next week, but we will be back the week afterwards. Um, and we can have a grand old Kiki. Sounds good. Follow us on Twitter at shaking crying. And did you get the Instagram back yet? No, because it's being stupid and it wouldn't let me in the fucking email. I was so mad. I just rage quit yesterday. So we Follow- might just make, I just. I might just make a new fucking, yeah, I'll make my new Instagram and just have it sent to my email because Jesus fucking Christ, this is turning into more trouble than it's worth. Fair enough. So follow our new Instagram coming soon. Yeah, which will be sometime. And I'm sure if you get like a mass Twitter, uh, I'll probably like do a mass following and expand everybody. So follow us, bitches. Work. All right. That's going to do it for another week of shaking and crying because I got nothing left. Victoria was lovely as always. Mwah hugs. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you guys didn't get my my plague. Bye. Bye.